Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Tom. Hey, Taylor. How did the little Scottish dog feel when he saw a monster? How did he feel? Terrified. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Mel would like that one. Bok, bok, hello. Bok, bok, hello. And happy new year, everybody. Happy bok, new year. Happy bok, new year. Mm. Borky new year to you. Uh, Welcome to 2019. (laughs) Yeah. So weird. Next year's going to be 2020. Yes, that's usually that's how, it how goes. Math works. Yeah, that's how math so works. So weird, though. And it's also weird that now people born in two thousand and two will start nope. being able. No, nope. two thousand and one will start being able to legally drink this year. So that's mm-hmm. that's how Terrifying. that math works. Uh, yeah. Is it? <laughs> uh, have you got a story for me today? Yes, I do. Um, so, like, I've uh, my last story two weeks ago was on Rin Tin Tin. Uh, the famous movie dog, um, and it's kind of following that theme, except I thought I would do an Australian dog, and a movie has been based around it, and you might all know it as Red Dog. We do. Yeah, so the uh, the Australian Red Kelpie. Um, this is like, this is probably one of my favourite movies, actually. Really? Um, well, I think it was because, like, this movie came out the same year that the movie Australia came out, and everyone yeah, was like, oh, right. yeah, this is going to be like a really... You know, Australia, this is them talking about Australia. Oh, it's going to be such a, like, capturing Australia moment and everything. And it really wasn't. And then Red Dog came out, (laughs) and I think it, like, it really did capture what Australian culture is about, despite the fact that it was about Red Dog. But it was just really true to the core of Australians and how they they act, I think. Um, So I I love the movie for that reason and also just because – it's just an amazing story based on a real dog um, that yeah. basically just traveled around like Western Australia, like huge areas of rest- Western Australia for eight years. Um, and then like had a number of different owners. Um, he was called Red Kelpie, Red Cloud Kelpie. Um, some of them called him Tally Ho. Um, his Tally-ho. first owner called him Tally Ho. Tally Ho. Um, the, the, the owner that he had in the movie, um, was John Stazanelli. Um, so he was the guy that was known to have owned him the longest, um, for about, I can't remember, but like in the movie, he like used to hop on the bus and then all of his friends would be like, they'd all collectively take Red Dog to the vet. So like there's a known story that. Own not no one person was consistently taking Red Dog to the vet. It was just like anybody who found Red Dog would just take him to the vet if he needed to go to the vet because they just all love this dog. Um, so yeah, um, it's just it's just, it's just so cool. It's just a bush bush trekking dog. Bush trekking dog. Bush trekking dog. 
I guess um, kelpies are like designed to. Yeah, they're, they're pretty hardy. Like, yeah, so like they, keep like the heat and stuff. They can manage all that. Yeah, pretty much. Um, the the really sad thing though is, and I didn't really know this, was um that um so like even though he was like a really well liked dog around many communities in Western Australia, um it was believed that when he died, they think it was deliberate poisoning from strychnine. Um, and they don't know who what? did that. Um, but Clearly, somebody just did not like the effect or what was going on there. Um, oh, because, I hate people. Yeah, which is so terrible um, because he was such a loved dog. And, like, well, they made a movie about him. He's famous. There's a book about him. There's two books about him, actually. A British author came from England and uh, loved the story about Red Dog, saw the statue, and he wrote his own book to bring back... Um, back home with him and then there was another lady nancy gill Gilles- gillespie um wrote her own uh own book called red dog the pilbara wanderer so pilbara pilbara it's a very look i'm having trouble pronouncing things today <laughs> um just leave no, me alone the, no it's some of the names are so hard yeah but no it's just it's yeah i love this dog it's a very cute dog i just want him so Off you sad. go. Go get him. Okay, I'll go to Western Australia and come back with a statue oh, of a dog. too hot <laughs> and too far away. It is. but Going to Western Australia is like New York people going to LA. Yeah. Like it's literally tracking yeah. all across the country. Yeah. No. Too far. Too, too far. far, red car. Anyway, if you haven't seen this movie, I highly recommend Yeah, go check it out. It's a lovely movie. movie. Um, because pretty much looking at like the history and having watched the movie – they sort of inadvertently tell all of this. So just like believe everything that you see. Well, not everything that you see. (laughs) Um, But uh, yeah, and uh, a beautiful dog called Coco played Red Dog in it. And um, Coco is such a good name for a dog. And and she just does it so beautifully. So um, So hang on. Was was it? He was a male dog though. Yeah. But played by a female Uh, in the movie. Male dog played by a female dog. Gender blind casting. Love it. Yeah, that's, it's really good. Um, yeah, check it out. Check it out. Yeah. Oh, cool. You got a breed for us today, Taylor? I do. My <laughs> father recently told my mother that she could get another dog. Oh. So I don't know if she's going to do it because she's worried that Zola's going to love it. her less <laughs> if she gets decision. another dog. And I'm like, that is so selfish. Just <laughs> get another dog. Um, but she's <laughs> saying for some reason that she wants a corgi if she gets another oh, dog. Oh, yes. No, yeah. Oh, totally producer on board Zane with that. is happy. Yep. yep. <laughs> producer Zane wants a corgi. <laughs> Um, so the breed that I'm looking at today is the Pembroke Welsh Corgi. And they're really heckin' cute because they've got yep. legs about this big and you can't see what I'm doing, but I'm and just got, holding up a little And they got legs. long bodies. Yeah. Oh. They're actually kind of like Dachshunds. Yeah, they like, are. No, it, they're similar I in stature, are, really. Um, I think they are German Shepherds <gasps> that have had their tiny. legs just shrunk. Shrunken. So they're, they're still about as long as German Shepherds, some of them. It's ridiculous, uh-huh. but they're just really short. <laughs> they're <laughs> super, super cute. And obviously they are the dog of the queen of yes, England. Yes, they are Although, royalty. if I'm not wrong, um, her last one just passed away. I th- yes. And now yeah, yeah. she's corgi-less, which more. I guess she's what? 80-something. Yes. So 86, producer Zane tells me. So 86. I thought she was older. Um, um, I I could, we're going to fact look, check Look, I really don't know but at all. You know, I guess <laughs> at a certain point, oh, it's so hard. Getting puppies is like, well. Yeah. I mean, at no. least the queen knows she'll have someone to 
Oh, 92. we were so wrong. She's Ooh. 92. Ooh, it's rare for me to be I right. I guess you're probably not <laughs> getting puppies at 92. Although yeah. at least with the queen, you'd know like well, she'd have a whole system of people to look after them. Yeah. It's but not like I it think wouldn't go anywhere. Like, like we've seen that she likes to take a personal hand and walking oh, her dogs sure. and stuff. And yeah, yeah. I reckon, and also I just think it would just be a tough heartbreak for to handle again, and I think she's... And oh yeah. my God, you got like if you search it, there's photos of her with her corgis when she was like such like a young young woman, <laughs> and then like all the way up until now. Oh my gosh! In this photo, they're wearing crowns. <laughs> Go look it up; it's adorable. But yeah, she does. She I think she cares for them a lot herself and looks after them yeah. and yeah, yeah. walks them and stuff. So it's fair that she got to ninety two and she was like, mm, maybe no more. Yeah. <laughs> What's the other the other corgi? It's the cardigan cardigan. Corgis. I don't actually know. Yes. Sure of it. There's Pembroke Corgis and then there's, I'm pretty sure it's Cardigans. I believe, if I'm not wrong, the Pembroke Welsh Corgi is the... Yep. Yeah, the Pembroke Welsh Corgi is the kind that the Queen has. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're if the I'm more traditional uh, German Shepherd-looking ones. Yeah. Um, and the Cardigan ones can have like brindle colours or um, they've just got like a few different looks going on. They're so cute. Ugh. So cute. Oh, apparently, according to the American Kennel Club, they rate... Um, number 18 out of 192 breeds for mm. most popular. I, don't, I haven't noticed that before on this website. I'm there you assuming go. Thanks, the American most popular would be Golden Retriever. I don't know, but that might be something Rubber I look at dogs? next time. That's fascinating. Poodle. Poodles. Well, we should oh, we should do a little pool and guess. <laughs> um, anyway, so they are very affectionate, smart, <laughs> and alert. Yep. Doggos. Um, they're strong and athletic. Uh, developed originally to herd cattle and other livestock. They love physical activity and are happiest. So funny to imagine. I know, right? They're like, I'm coming. Like, and they have a. Um, they're happiest when they have a job to do. Yes. So yeah. that's kind of where they came from. And if you look at this this particular one that I'm looking at now, is actually very much German Shepherdy rather than little. Yep. Poofy. Yep, yep, yep. So you can see kind of where that came from. <laughs> um, they can do well on long walks or slow jogs, but their short legs won't allow them to keep up with a bicycle rider. <laughs> so if you're looking, oh. do you know some people, they like cycle with their dog on a leash next yeah, to them, yeah, yeah. Like, which I'm like, that's so that, hectic. That's so, I couldn't yeah. do either. I wouldn't want to be the no. dog or the person. Lupin would see anything, something, or want like, to sniff something, and then I would just cease You'd to just exist crash. on top of a yeah. bike. Yep. <laughs> um, so, yeah, if you're a cyclist and you want to ride with your dog, maybe not a corgi for you, unless mm. you like to cycle very slowly. Um, <laughs> they avo- um, they You should avoid taking them into the extreme heat or cold. Always provide plenty of cool, fresh water after exercise. Um, they enjoy and excel at canine activities such as agility, herding, obedience, and tracking events. So they're pretty, um, they're pretty active and they're pretty um, switched on. They like to do lots of stuff and they're good at picking up skills. And they have a very high level of energy, very very high. No, they're just they're amazing. They're also they used to be my favorite dog, but then I got Lupin, and obviously Lupin. You and your pharaoh hounds. Dog. I'm sorry. I'm um, just just gonna say it. They rank I've said it <laughs> kind of medium on the agreeable scale, so they can be a bit stubborn, but mostly they're quite friendly dogs. Yep, 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 um, yep. They. <clears throat> off the charts on the outgoing scale. So they're not a, like a little quiet little meek dog. They're going to jump around <laughs> with you. Um, positive oh. reward-based training works best with this breed because they can yep. be quite sensitive. Mm. They are good with cats as well, aren't they? Because um, uh, like Zane has just sure. expressed that he would love a corgi and he has a cat. 
except my You're brother. You're not allowed dogs in your apartment, then, though, are you? No. Um, but, and my brother and a bunch of other people I know have basically just got plans of getting a corgi and a cat. Corgi and a cat. That's that's the combination that they want. And, yeah. like, I love it because I want more corgis in my life. And cats. I just want to pat them. They look corgis. so soft. <laughs> just want the little cat there. Um, the Pembroke Welsh Corgi is uh, prone similar to the um, oh, the King Charles Cavalier that I did a couple weeks ago. Yes. Um, prone to becoming overweight. So you got to watch their their calorie consumption. Yeah. It's the same with all those sort of like low to the ground. I think yeah, like Dachshunds actually really dang- yeah, it's like tough for them as well. They can only get you know they can only move yeah so much with their yep. tiny legs that they are prone to being overweight. So you have to be careful and not to overfeed them. But um, treats are good. They can cause obesity. So you just have to hmm. moderate the amount that they take yeah. in. Yes. Um, the the Pembroke is the more popular of the two yes. corgis, yeah, yeah. as we've established. I think, like, I think the Pembroke's been around for a lot longer as well. Um, I think yeah. card- cardigans are kind of like a new uh, offshoot. No, no, they've no, been no. around That's, for quite some time. There you go. The Pembroke Welsh Corgi is the younger of the two Corgi breeds oh, and is a separate wow. and distinct breed from the cardigan. How about that? So there you that? go. So the cardigan's actually much longer. Oh. Um, yeah. The um, Pembroke nothing. Welsh Corgi is, was brought across from the channel by Flemish weavers who had been induced by Henry I of England to take up their abode in Wales. Oh. So there you go. Cool. But it is, yeah, for sure, the more the more popular. Although the um the younger the cardigan ones must be quite old because um the Pembroke ones can go all the way all the way back to eleven hundred and seven AD. AD. Mm-hmm. So what's that like? That's uh, a thousand and eight hundred years ish ago. Thousand eight hundred years ish ago. Yeah. Thousand nine hundred years ish ago. Yes. Thousand nine hundred and ten ish years we're ago. We're doing this again. Yep. <laughs> yeah, so they've been around a long time. Oh, yeah, that's crazy. So they oh, – so I can't stop looking at them now. Cool, They're really it? cute. <laughs> oh, I do this every single time. But anyway, <laughs> that is the Pembroke Wash Corgi, dog of the queen. So that's how you know they're legit. It's cool. Sweet. It's cool. Yeah. Have you got some uh, tips and or tricks yeah. for us um, today? So uh, today I want to talk to you all about vaccinations. Oh, um, so, Well, yeah, because I think they're <laughs> really important. Um, for sure. These are different requirements for your dogs. I think in this day and age where there are a lot of nasties. It's a safety thing. It's just a safety thing. And, yeah, you, like if you want to protect your doggo and cats for that matter, there are a lot of cat vaccinations as well. Um um, but yeah, to protect your pets in general, just like if there are vaccinations available, get them. Um, so um, we'll, we'll start with puppies, I guess. So with puppies, um, their first vaccinations can't be given to them until... Oh, actually, no, they get them very early on. Give me a second here. Yeah, they do. It's like a... I think it's a thing when, you, when you're going to, to get a there pet, go. you yeah. want them to be pre-vaccinated so before you take them home. It's called the C3 vaccination, except they can't have it before six weeks of age because it can cause them sort of harm, more harm than good, make yeah. them sick. Um, well, they um, only have so much going on in their little bodies at that age. Oh, They're yeah, going to be able to process There's so the vaccination. so much development going on. Um, so six to eight weeks is when they get the C3 vaccination. It sort of protects against a lot of the really... Well, a lot of the basic nasty stuff, except some things are still exempt from it. So this is why 
Um, vets sort of recommend that you keep your dog well, your little puppy away from other big dog prone areas and, you know, keep them sort of a bit confined, I guess, more than usual. And there are a lot of discussions about this as well, because, um, you know, dog trainers kind of suggest otherwise, um, because, uh, eight to 12 weeks is like a really, really imprintable age for puppies. Um, and they suggest that a lot of the best training and a lot of the best behavior in relation to other dogs, in relation to just general life, is going to be done within this 8 to 12 weeks range. But they're only on their C3, so it's quite a worrying, risky stage as well. So it's it's sort of hard to define. It's hard to say what you should do. I think there's there's a bit of a half and half way where you can get your dog out to do some active things except like safer places that are going to be less likely to carry these nasty diseases around. Um, but that's a bit off off topic. So um, when they, <laughs> yeah, when they turn uh, twelve weeks, they are able to have their C five vaccinations, and this is their big dog vaccinations. And essentially, this will protect them from all of the really, really terrible ones, sort of like uh, the parvo virus, which is uh, just like a tragic one that goes around every now and then. Um, mm. Yeah, uh, it's it's just not not a nice one. Um, distemper virus, which is contracted through contact with respiratory sec- secretions of infected animals. The virus goes through the tract, epithelium, Ooh. Uh, then through the bloodstream and the central nervous system. So it's that's quite a terrible one. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's really important to get these because sometimes uh, these particular diseases last for a very long time. I know in particular for the parvovirus, um, if you've had a dog with parvovirus and lost it, um, which is usually a common outcome if they haven't gotten their vaccinations, the virus itself can linger in the place for about um, for a year, for 12 months. Wow. Um, so they recommend that like if it's happened because they like they vomit a lot and basically it's just sort of in everything that they poo and wee and vomit and it just contracts from that. It's a terrible virus. So if it does happen bleach everything for starters um but then like they still recommend that you've got to wait another 12 months before you can even consider getting another animal yeah because it can immediately contract onto so that one's just shocking and if you get like a small puppy of course um it just can't be safely there because the c3 does not protect against parvovirus um it might help it fight it except it's a very small chance that it will overcome it um there are a lot of uh, extra um, vaccinations that you can get as well. So there's like the bloodworm vaccinations, mm-hmm. um, heartworm, sorry, not bloodworm. Actually, I think there are blood and heartworms. So um, there's a general heart, uh, worming vaccination that should help, well, well, should deter all of those nasties as well. So, yeah, that's, it's, that's generally what you need to get covered. Um, other than that, there's like, of course, you've got your like your next guard, flea guard, and tick guard, and stuff like that. Um, ticks we're actually getting on the back fence most of nowadays. Cool. There's like that's less, so good. less tick problems in the world because of these medications that we can give our dogs, and it just makes them breed a lot less. So that's good. Yeah, I think the most important thing is to always just go to your vet. And get the yeah, the best definitely. advice. Get it checked um, out, especially if you're getting your pet um, from somewhere. Let's say not 
conventional. Yeah. So if yep. you're getting them from Definitely. someone who's accidentally had a litter of puppies mm-hmm. or, mm-hmm. you know, off Gumtree or, um, I don't know, like Craigslist or whatever, yep. make sure you take them to the vet when they're little and get it all checked. Or even if they're not little, if they're full grown and just see where all their vaccinations are at because ultimately most definitely the vet is going to know better than the person such important details and it's like uh, also if you want to take them to a doggy daycare doggy gate doggy daycares require this information to allow your pets anyway absolutely um and it's just for their safety and every other dog's safety as well for sure um so i'm getting all this information today from um the tuong family family vet page um so they're they're in milton um, and they are a wonderful. The Tawong family vet page is in Milton. It is. Which, if you're not from Brisbane, they're two different suburbs in Brisbane. Are, but anyway. Oh, wait, no. It's on Milton Road in Tawong. There uh-huh. we go. Sorry. Sorry, folks. Um, but yeah, so um, they're a lovely um, vet practice. Um, but all of your vets should have this information and should be able to clearly to you explain what steps you need to take. Assess your dog. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So, cool. Fantastic. Well, we will link that article and all of the rest of today's resources on our social media. Well, not on our social media, on our um, episode notes below. You can find all of that on our social media, which is Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. I just thought we should have a Snapchat. Yep. And then I was like, oh, <laughs> man, I did not have time to do a Snapchat. No, uh, it would just be looping if I had control of that Snapchat. I do Instagram stories when I see something particularly cute, but I've been like, <laughs> my New Year's resolution is to try and be a bit better. Um, so check us out. We're Floof and Papa Podcast. Um, you can search us on any of those or you can search uh, That's Not Canon Productions. Thank you to our wonderful uh, network host. Yes, yes, yes. Having us once again. Um, and we will see you next week. Yeah. Hope your new year is going swimmingly. Yeah. Cool. Bok bok goodbye, everybody. Bok bok goodbye. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.